Hello and welcome to Queenstown Property Chats. I'm Maria Rosa, your host and local licensed real estate agent. Every episode, I'll be bringing you fresh and current insights into the Queenstown property market so we can both stay informed by the best local experts. everyone this week I've got a great conversation that I had with Richard Stringer who is the Highland Group auction manager we chatted all things auctions with a few tips in there for anybody that's thinking about selling by auction or buying a property by auction for their first time so enjoy the chat and don't forget to contact me for any of your real estate needs on 021-088-34181 enjoy the conversation Hi, Richard. G'day. How are you, Maria? I'm good. Thank you for coming on to Queenstown Property Chats. No problem. I'm excited to talk about auctions with you today. Great. Um, But before we get into it, can you just share a brief overview of your experience as a property auctioneer and how you got started in this field? Sure. Sure. So I started as a consultant in 2004. I got taught that auctions were a great idea to list. Started listing auctions as a consultant. And being part of Harcourts, we have... um, a huge competition um, structure in our conference. I was introduced to the world of that. And so the next year I um, competed in the novice competitions at Harcourts. And then the year after that, I started calling some property auctions for clients here. So started in 2006. So I guess about 18 years coming up uh, experience. Yeah, (laughs) That's very good. And what would you say are the key differences then between selling a property through an auction and other methods of sale, yeah. um, such as pricing it or deadline. Sure. Yeah. I, I think um, in today's market, in any market, whether it's a tight market, a tough market, or a growing market, it's a good idea to go initially to market without a price and with a set date for sale. So there's kind of really three ways you can do that. That's either a tender, which is quite a formal structure, a deadline sale, or an auction. Now, the reason I'm a fan of auction is I love the transparency of the process. As opposed to a tender or a deadline sale where there might be multiple buyers interested in the property, they submit an offer, somebody wins, and two or three people lose. They don't know why, how much, uh, how far off the pace they were. They didn't get that opportunity to find out. So the number one thing I like about it is the transparent process, Uh, not only for the buyer, but for the seller, that they can see what people are willing to pay. They can watch buyers compete with each other. Yeah. rather than compete with the seller. Yeah, I like that. Buyer against buyer instead of... Buyer, buyer versus buyer. Yeah, seller, yeah, yeah. As opposed to, look, you know, once you, if you go through that process and you don't get the result you're after, well, perhaps the next stage is to put a price on it. Mm-hmm. But every buyer, human nature, they look at a price yeah. and they go, that's what I don't have to pay. Yes. Right? <laughs> that is very true. Really yeah, so. yeah. Would you say that then that there are certain properties that are meant for auction and certain properties that are not? Or would you say every property can be an auction property? Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah. Um, I think that every property can be a, an auction property. Okay. Sometimes the more unique it is or exclusive or it's got something rare about it um, that makes it maybe a little bit harder to value. Yeah. Um, that they ideally, you know, suit the auction process. Also, when there's something wrong with it yeah. um, and we can disclose that up front to the buyers and they know what they're bidding on, 
mm-hmm. uh, and they can take that into account with how much they're willing to, to spend on, on bidding. So they might work out how much the renovations are going to cost and, yeah. and those sorts of things. So that can be a, a great process. But, look, any property can suit going to market with auction. I've always said, though, that not every seller suits auction. Yeah. Okay. All right? Some people just aren't comfortable with it. That's absolutely fine. What would you say with those sellers are the reasons why they're not too comfortable with it that you typically would see? When you drill down a bit, it's often they've had a bad experience mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah. Um, and one of my favourite sayings is you might have had an auction, but you haven't had a Harcourt's auction. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we do it really, really well. We, yeah. Our team are trained, our consultants know how to handle the process. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the auctioneering competitions in New Zealand, Harcourt's auctioneers dominate those awards because they're well-trained and, and they know how to run a successful auction campaign and they know how to do the auction call. So sometimes if you drill down a little bit further, you find that th- their concerns can be, you know, overcome. Um, <clears throat> but having said that, if you've got somebody that's particularly highly strung or yeah. just not going to be comfortable with the process, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. There's other ways to take their property to market. 100%. And so what would you say, just on those same lines, are some common misconceptions with auctions? Yeah, okay. So a lot of sellers will say to us, oh, look, um, I don't want to exclude conditional buyers. Mm -hmm. That's the number one thing we hear. If somebody can't get themselves into a cash position on auction day, um, are we excluding them? And, And the reality is, no, we're not. We find that those buyers will still come and have a look at the property yeah, if it's well. a property that suits them. If they love it, they might just work that little bit harder to yeah. get themselves into a position to bid. And the other misconception on the side of the, from the buyers is that they need the cash, let's say it's $1.5 million or whatever, that they need that on the day. No, they don't. No. They just need one-tenth of that yeah, as the deposit. deposit. And even if they might not have access to Let's say, let's say it was $1.5 million and so the, the deposit's $150,000. Yeah. If they didn't have access to that, maybe they've got 75000 or 80000 in the bank. So buyers don't often understand that they can ask the agent about a side agreement. Yeah. Could I bid with a set deposit amount? Yeah. And often the, the sellers will say yes because they want more people involved. And just for people that don't know what a side agreement is, could you just give me a... Yeah, yeah just sure. Explain so the, so the most common things we get asked for side agreements is... Look, I'm really interested in bidding. Um, I've got $100,000 in the bank. Not sure if that's going to be enough for the 10% deposit, but would they allow me to bid with that? And okay. so we would get that written down. And that's and before the auction. Before the auction. Yeah. And so they're actually bidding on slightly different terms to mm-hmm. the rest of the crowd. Yeah. The other common one is the settlement date. Right. Um, and this is where we don't necessarily exclude people that have a house to sell. Yeah. Because they might take an interest in a property and say, look, we've got to get our property sold. Mm-hmm. Um, would the sellers look at an extended settlement? Would they give us two months or three months before we have to settle? Okay. That's then what they could do is um, perhaps get some bridging finance locked in place just in case they need it. Yeah. If their house doesn't sell on time. So that can still be part of the process. It's those sorts of things. Yeah, that can be worked yeah. on that people don't always know about. That's yeah. actually a really good point with the side agreements. Yeah. So when it comes to determining the starting um, point in an auction, mm-hmm. how do you as an auctioneer decide that? Is it always based on where the reserve is set or if you've not got bidding, would you ever bid as an auctioneer on behalf of a vendor? Sure. Good, great questions. So um, part of the process through the marketing of the property is giving that feedback back to the sellers mm-hmm. as to where the buyers are seeing value. Yeah. 
Then when the um, auctioneer meets with the seller, normally a day or two out from the auction time and date, that's to set that reserve price. Yeah. Um, and so we discuss the feedback that they've had through the campaign. We discuss what their hopes and goals are. Mm-hmm. And then we set a reserve that's in line with that, hopefully. Okay. Now, whatever figure that is, when we get to the live auction, when we call for an opening bid, and hopefully somebody in the crowd gives us a bit, but they don't always. Yeah, they sometimes, sometimes nervous, need a little they? bit of guidance. <laughs> yeah. So then as an auctioneer, I might suggest the figure mm-hmm. um, as the next step in the process. I might say, well, ladies and gentlemen, is there $1.2 million to get us underway? And that's always below the Always reserve. well below. Okay. Um, if I was opening an auction or suggesting a figure of 1.2, it's probably because we've got a reserve around about 1.5. Okay, right. Um, I want to leave room for buyers to be involved. Yeah. Okay. To go, okay, I see value. I'm going to raise my hand. The other question you ask is bidding on behalf of the seller, and yeah. that's called a vendor bid. So as auctioneers in New Zealand, we do have the right to place as many vendor bids as we need to to keep the momentum going. Right. But we are not allowed to place a bid at reserve or above reserve okay. on behalf of the seller. So, so when a buyer is seeing an auctioneer bidding on behalf of the vendor, they know that that's still within not the price that's going to be sold yeah. for. And what we what we we have a chat with our buyers beforehand, and we say, look, this may happen. If it does happen, take confidence from it because you're the first buyers in the marketplace to find out what the sellers won't sell their property for. Yeah. Because a vendor bid is at a level that they're not prepared to sell. Yeah. It's below the reserve. So it's an open negotiation. Yeah, it's transparent. Absolutely. Yeah. I and that's that. that's all it is. It's just an open negotiation process. So we've spoken a bit about some of the benefits there of an auction, but what would you say are some of the disadvantages for sellers and and um, buyers sure. for the auction okay. process? Well, personally, not many. many. (laughs) (laughs) But um, look, for buyers, yes, they do have to do their homework in advance, right? Okay. So that means they might incur some costs before they um, can be in a position to bid. They may need to take some advice from their solicitor. Right. They might want to get a building report done if that hasn't been supplied Mm -hmm. uh, with the marketing. They might want to get a limb report if that hasn't been supplied with the marketing. So to overcome that, we talk to our sellers about supplying as much material up front as we can. The yeah. easier we make it for buyers to make a decision, the more likely we are to have multiple interested parties come auction day. So that's really good advice for sellers. But if they don't do that, yeah. then that can be a little bit of a disadvantage to the process. Yeah, for the buyers because they're having yeah. to really yeah. get everything together. Yeah. In that. And look, in honesty, there might be the odd buyer that sits back and says, I'm not prepared to spend the money and get in a position to bid. I'm just going to take a chance and see if it doesn't sell yeah. and then I'm going to put my interest forward. And that's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's what they choose to do, good luck. Yeah. It might still be there for sale after the auction. The auction might get passed in yeah. and then they've got an opportunity straight away to make an offer. But that's what I said at the beginning. We're not excluding those conditional buyers. No. We want You're almost interest. just giving those unconditional buyers just like a 15-minute head start. That's exactly yeah. it, Maria. Those good words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We are, we're giving the best buyers in the marketplace a 15-minute yeah. head start. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, so just moving on slightly, how would you say technology and online platforms have impacted the property auction world? Yeah, they've been great. I mean, we, yeah. we use Auctions Live here in the Queenstown office. Mm-hmm. It allows anyone from around the world to tune in yeah. and to actually see the bidding live, yeah. see the figures on the screen and place bids via that platform. So it's opened up uh, 
to an even wider potential. So that audience. would have changed a lot then when you started in two thousand and four. Yeah. yeah, we used to <laughs> we used to have we used to have what we would call phone bidders, and they would have to register first, and we'd find out who they are. Um, get all their details, get them in a business, and then there'd be an agent on the phone. And we still do a bit of that, right? Yeah. So they're on the phone, but their buyer can also watch online. At the same time, so they can uh, see. But back in, when I first started, <laughs> I was back in the old days, wasn't that old, um, <laughs> is um, that we would just have them on the phone. They couldn't see what was going on, um, but they would just get communicated to by the agent as to where the bidding was up to, et cetera. So look, Auctions Live, that technology um, has made – it's opened it up. It's made it even better. Yeah. It's even more transparent, really. And just for anyone listening, all of the Harcourt auctions are live as well. So if you ever did want to just tune in. Absolutely. Get in contact, watch it online, see how an auction works. Yep, yep. Um, so how do you handle situation where the bidding stalls or it starts to slow down mm-hmm. and the reserve price hasn't been met? Yep, sure. So uh, we'll do what's called a trial close. And so when you, you hear the auctioneer, well, first call then, second yeah. now, third – um, the, the auction is trying to encourage the next bid. If there isn't another bid at that stage, then um, we may place that vendor bid, as we discussed previously, yeah. just to move us along in the right direction. Yeah, right. But if we've got to a point where we're close to the reserve, and but we haven't quite reached it, then it's more likely that the auctioneer will pause the auction, somebody's holding that highest bid, and then we'll go and have a chat with the owners. So the person that has bid at the highest under the reserve, they get the first right to negotiate. They they generally do. Okay. Um, so, but we always take your instructions from the seller. Yeah. So okay. the auctioneer will pause, go and check with the seller. What would you like me to do? And the mm-hmm. seller's most likely to say, "Have a chat with that highest bidder. Yeah. Let's see if we can get them a bit higher or a bit closer to our reserve, and then allow us to make a decision." So we'll then have a chat with the buyer and say, congratulations, you've bid to this level. You're not quite at a level that's going to purchase the property. What would you like to do? Would you like to improve your bid? And let me take that to the vendors off the auction floor. So, Because sometimes you'll be sat there on the auction floor, you're waiting, you don't know the auction is out, the highest bid is out of the room. What sort of discussions are you are you having in there? Just trying to negotiate? It's a negotiation. Between the two. Yeah, parties. absolutely. Yeah. Because the other side of auctions, and this is another reason why buyers should really get involved and be part of the process, mm-hmm. is because there's big decisions to be made on the day. Yeah. And the sellers may have a reserve figure in mind, but the evidence of the bidding might show them that it's a little bit optimistic that right, the market yeah. value might be a bit below that. Now, faced with that decision and then knowing that if they do take the opportunity to sell, it's done, it's unconditional and the property is sold, we do often find that vendors will reduce their reserve price. Yeah. And so if you're not part of that process, you don't get the opportunity to find out. And so what we're doing off, what we're doing off the auction floor is having those conversations, mm-hmm. finding out the best offer we can get from our best bidder having a conversation with the seller and seeing if they're willing to take that. Okay. No pressure, but we're just giving them the opportunity to make an informed decision. And sometimes when you, you'd then come back onto the auction floor and you'd still allow further bidding after that, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. just stop right then and no, there. No, no. Can that ever happen where you negotiate off the floor and they say, but no more further bidding? Yes, it, it can. Okay. And that's something that buyers need to be aware of. Okay. In the general um, con- <clears throat> excuse me, conduct of auction clause, it says that the owners reserve the right to withdraw the property from sale at any time okay. without declaring the reserve price. Right. The reason that clause is in there is to give them that opportunity. So a buyer might say to me, um, okay, 
I'll go another 50000 but only on the basis that they sell it to me now yeah. and it doesn't go back to the auction room okay. for any further bidding. We'll ask the vendors, are you willing to do that? They might mm-hmm. say yes, they might say no. If they say yes, then the property is sold. Okay. Um, Does in it still that go under the hammer? We come back into the room and we just announce, ladies and gentlemen, right. such and such address has been withdrawn and is unconditionally sold. Okay, that makes sense. So it's really important that buyers know that and that they make sure they're the one holding the highest bid. Yeah. They want to be the one, you want to be the one having those conversations and not sitting there wondering what's happening. It doesn't happen often though, Maria. Our yeah. preference is to come back to the room, um, announce the new bid, put the property on the market and yeah. just make sure that we're doing the very best for our sellers in case there's anyone else there that's willing to put. So you see that at auctions all the time, um, auctioneers will say it's on the market. That What does that mean? No, that means we, we've hit reserve. We okay. now have the authority to sell it. Okay. So any bids at that stage um, can be the winning bid. There'll be no vendor bidding from the auctioneer. So any bids live from um, people watching in or people in the room, mm-hmm. if they're the highest when the hammer comes down, uh, they've just bought the property. So it's pretty exciting, actually. Yeah, I do. I love when it's called. And sometimes you see that bigger flurry of people or someone in the back has come up and then all of a sudden they're they're in the race now. Absolutely. Um, it's very, very energising on the um, on an auction. Yeah, it well. is. It's great fun. Um, so what advice would you give somebody that is considering selling at an auction? What tips would you give them? All right. So um, firstly, I'd say make sure you're home like anything, is presented um, as, as you only get one chance to make a first impression. Yeah. You, you are trying to attract the interest of the best buyers in the marketplace because the ones that are in a position to bid are our strongest buyers. What we're aiming to do for our sellers is create competition um, amongst buyers for their home. So presentation is key. Investing in really good marketing. Um, don't leave any stone unturned. You want to get high profile on the major uh, real estate platforms you want to have a really good social media campaign that's mm-hmm. geo-targeted. Uh, you want some print. Um, it's important. Uh, the property press those or whatever. Those passive buyers. Yeah, those passive buyers. Yeah. I've had some wonderful auctions where the passive buyer that mm-hmm. saw it in the newspaper the week before yeah. auction ended up being our best buyer. Yeah. Um, and because they're often the ones that are emotionally involved in the home, they've seen it and they go, oh, my God, look at that. Yeah. The home I've always wanted. I've always admired that home. Let's go on and have a look. They fall in love. They race around, they get in a position to bid, and they can be our best buyer. So, so I, best advice, uh, really big full marketing package. You want to make sure that your home is the pinnacle, is the shiny one that nobody can miss Yeah. because we want to make sure that we haven't missed any potential buyers. And the other thing, as I said before, make sure you provide as much information as you can. Get a limb report. Ideally, get a building report from a building company that's happy for that report to be shared. Yeah. Their insurance normally means that if a buyer is going to rely on that report, they need to get their own copy. Yeah. Uh, that's absolutely fine. But at least you've got it there as a reference. Definitely. And it just makes it easy. And they can take that to the bank or the solicitor and they can get themselves in a position to bid. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then what advice would you give for buyers that are going to be bidding at their first auction? Yeah. Um, I think you said it before. Watch some beforehand. Like come along to our auction rooms if you're here in Queenstown or wherever our offices are. Come and have a look. Um, if you can't do that, watch them online. Get a feel for the process. But also ask your agent what's going to happen. Talk me through it. Um, maybe even ask the agent, would you bid for me? Sometimes people are nervous. Mm-hmm. and But so share with your agent, look, this is where I'm comfortable spending. I'd love to get it for this, but I could go to that. 
Um, could you bid for me? Can we help me try and win this property? Because um, buyers are nervous. I, yeah. I get that. Um, and they can be hesitant at spending that money in advance with their solicitor or whatever to get in a position to bid it. But do it. And a lot of the Harcourt agents as well, especially me, myself, I'll sit down with buyers before the auction and come up with a plan for bidding as yeah. well. So if anybody is nervous about that, on an auction day and you're coming to a Harcourt's auction, just speak to one of your agents. Yeah. Um, and often the, the team will get me to talk to the buyers yeah. too. So, hey, meet the auctioneer. And, and, and I can talk to them a little bit about what to expect. And yeah, then they're a little strategies. bit more comfortable with me mm-hmm. and, and more likely to take you know part in the process. And what would you say are the key factors that influence the success of a property at auction? I think um, the, the, the success we see is where vendors understand that if we've created competition, we're bringing true market value to their property yeah. through the process. If the process is done right, the um, getting all that information ready, those are all those are all the key things. Um, but they've got to bear in mind, it's only the start of our agency process. Yeah. Right? We're talking about the first three or four weeks um, where we're taking the property to market via auction. Now, it's not the end of the world if it doesn't sell under the hammer. Right? It's just the end of the auction, and we can move to another a phase of marketing. The other side, they also should remember and be open to are prior offers. Mm. Um, so a prior offer needs to be unconditional. It needs to be um, filled out on an auction agreement. Well, we have a great process at Harcourts where we put a clause in the back that makes it a binding offer on the part of the buyer, but it's not binding on the part of the seller because what we do, we say, yes, the seller is willing to work with that offer mm-hmm. and sell at that level unless there's any bidding higher when we bring the auction forward. So normally two or three days later, we saw that last week yep. uh, right here in the Queenstown office with a, an acceptable pre-auction offer, but we had one other buyer that loved the property <laughs> and wanted to bid, and so we created some competition and, and delivered another $100,000 to the sellers. So. So prior offers, um, explain those. They're not always something to be scared of. Because no. something I have um, that people often say is, should I be accepting an early offer? We're only 10 days into the campaign. Mm-hmm. We've still, you know, paid for marketing for another four weeks. Mm-hmm. Is that a good, you know, is that a good? Yeah. And I think you, we, we just got to weigh that decision up with them at the time. Um, if we did bring the auction forward, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I'm pretty sure that we've got two or three other people that would get themselves in a position to bid. Or we might be saying, honestly, I don't have anyone else at this stage. So if you run with this offer and we bring the auction forward, that might be as good as we get. Yeah. So just That's something to be wary yeah, of. Yeah, but it allows the sellers to make an informed decision. Yeah. That, that's sense. what I love about the process. And just before we wrap up for today, can you share any memorable or unique experiences that you've had as an auctioneer? Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, there's been many. many. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And um, I think when you see tears of joy from sellers, but you also see satisfied buyers because they've won the auction. They might think, oh, I spent a bit more than I wanted to, but we remind them, well, actually, you only spent 5000 or whatever more than that bidder. So you've bought well. You, you, it's been a great process. You've secured a great home. And one day if you come to sell it, you're going to enjoy that same sort of success. Yeah. But if there's one specific one I can remember – um, it's uh, it was a property in Frankton many years ago, and it had been on the market with an opposition company for coming up to four months. The sellers invited me in to have a chat with them and because they wanted to change to a different agency. So they interviewed a few others, 
And I sat down and I said to them, well, look, you've been on the market with a price for, you know, four months. You haven't sold. We need to do something different. I want to do an auction. Okay. And they said, no, we hate auctions. <laughs> and, I, and I said, well, I'm sorry that I can't help you because if we just do the same thing, and we're just going to get the same result. So they, they listened, they thought about it, they rang me up and they said, come back in and talk to us about this auction process and how it's going to work. And I said to them, well, we, we're in our marketing. We're going to tell the market, ignore any previous pricing. This is the reason that the sellers are selling. You need to come and have a look at this home. There was nothing wrong with the home. Um, but the interesting thing about the process, Maria, was that we did sell it under the hammer on the auction. So we, we only took three weeks to sell it okay. when they had been on the market for close to four months. But the real key interesting thing, a successful buyer was renting a house five doors down on oh, the really? same street. Oh, wow. So he's yeah. been watching it yeah. probably. Yeah, Paul. yeah. yeah. it was a lady actually. She had been watching <laughs> and, um, and she thought it was overpriced. So for four months, all those open homes from the other company, she'd never walked out of her door and gone five houses up the street to have a look because she thought it was too dear. But she came along. Once it was auctioned, the message was different, and she went, oh, actually, it's nicer inside than I thought. I love it. Well, let's get you in a position to bid. Now, she faced some competition. We had other bidders on auction day. And guess what? She paid, I think from memory, it was around about $6,000 less, that's all, than it had been advertised for the oh, wow. entire time. So she could have bought it at any yeah, stage. Yeah, she could have bought it They would stage. always have taken yeah, 6000 less than yeah. their asking price. really good. So auction changes the message to it the market. Does. And sometimes if you've and been sitting the there, decide. yeah, let the, let the, bring the market to the property and let's talk about why we're selling and the reasons that a buyer should come and have a look. So that kind of stands out to me as proof to me that the auction process can make a real difference. And actually, just going back to your last point about um, buyers being satisfied and the auction that was brought forward um, last week, we one of the buyers said when we had a few drinks after um, celebrating mm. with the vendors yeah. and the buyers, they said, they really love how this process is done because if they had done a deadline sale and they had found out that it was only $3,000 more that they needed to put in to beat the other offer, then they would have done that. That's right. So with the auction process, they know that, okay, mm. where they need to go. And they had, really they had the point. opportunity to do that. Exactly. So, so, the, so the person that had the pre-auction offer, I mean, they bid as well yeah. uh, once they had to because this other interest yeah. came in. Um, and you're right. Uh, well, I think the last bid was 4000 So, you know, th that that secured them the property. Yeah. They would have missed it in no, a deadline, and the and the vendors would have missed that extra 100000 which is quite significant. Oh, that's perfect. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank good, you, Richard. We'll have good. to get you on again. Oh, no <laughs> yeah. problem at all. No problem. Hey, you can tell I'm passionate about auctions, <laughs> yeah. but passionate about real estate and passionate about delivering our clients mm. the best possible results and the best service, you know. So that's, that's what we love at Harcourts, isn't it? Thank you. You're welcome.